Welcome to the Jensen Franklin Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Jensen Franklin. I want you to open your Bibles with me for just a few moments to an amazing story found in Luke chapter 1. I'm going to preach and then we're going to baptize about 20 people and you're going to hear some of the greatest testimonies. And uh, it's going to be beautiful, going to be powerful. It's good to be back from Israel. I was here last week and been to Israel and been back and got back. And uh, I'm, I'm half here. I'm a little jet lagged, but I'm here. And uh, what an amazing trip we had. I will tell you this real quick about the trip. I never thought that I would get to go up on the Temple Mount. Let me explain what the Temple Mount is. The Temple Mount is absolutely the place where Solomon's temple was built. It is absolutely the place where the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy of Holies, was the western part of that, which lines right up with the gate that you can see the Mount of Olives that Jesus would have rode through up to Solomon's temple. Well, I got to go there 30 years ago with my wife, Sharice. And it's just a miracle of God that we got to go because you cannot go up there. You don't get to go up there because uh, the Muslims control that. They have the Dome of the Rock there. And, uh, and you just, and, and to tape anything is unheard of. It's unheard of. I know I've tried for 30 years to get back up there. Well, we go on this trip and, you know, God knows how to pull some strings, I guess. <laughs> And we ended up up there taping. We literally went all the way up against that mosque and preached. Can I, I better not say, I, I talked a good talk. Amen. Right up there. And the cameras were rolling and we caught so much. And it was just an amazing. It'll, you'll see a lot of it on TBN. You'll see a lot of it. We did taping and just powerful all over. It was an amazing, amazing journey. And um, thank you for your prayers. I felt them. I want you to go with me to Luke chapter one. So if I preach good today, it's because I've been to the Holy of Holies. Amen. That's what I was trying to say. Luke chapter one and verse 41. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Listen to this. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her, prophesied to her from the Lord. What an amazing, fascinating story. I've always loved this story of how that John the Baptist had thousands of years of prophecy spoken over him before he ever showed up on the planet. He was born with a prophecy on his life. Isaiah said, there will come a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Malachi, the last prophet of the Old Testament prophesied that uh, 400 years before John the Baptist's birth, that there would come one who would be the forerunner of Messiah and that he would come in the spirit 
of Elijah. Then in the New Testament, fast speed up to the New Testament, and an angel, the messenger angel, Gabriel, is dispatched from heaven to earth and finds Zacharias in the temple, a high priest, and he says to him, you and your wife are going to conceive and have a miracle baby. And that baby, even though you're old in age, that baby will be the forerunner. And, he, and listen to the words of the angel. And he, he, his name shall be called John, and he will be one who comes in the spirit of Elijah. All of this foretold by the prophets like Isaiah 2,500 years and then fulfilled as the angel prophesies it. Then in John 1.29, you will come in the spirit of Elijah. Behold, Jesus said, or John said of Jesus, the Lamb of God. His assignment, his assignment before he was ever born, his purpose, his potential, before he was ever born, it was told that he would have one assignment and it would be to tell the generation that he lived in that Messiah is coming. Messiah is coming. Repent and be baptized in water for Messiah is coming. He fulfilled that prophecy on his life. And what is amazing is that there is a prophecy on all of us in our generation. Psalms 139 said that before you were fashioned and formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. Every one of you. Before you were born, God knew you. Isaiah said that God has engraven your name on the palm of his hand. It's a remarkable verse to me. And then in 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. He's talking to a select group of people who will be on earth and they will be given the predetermined purpose, no matter what they do for a living, our job to this generation is the same as John the Baptist had. And that's prepare people, prepare them for the coming of Messiah. Jesus is coming again. Just like John, his assignment was, he's coming, he's coming, get ready, he's coming. Every one of us have an assignment. If we're believers and Christians, it is to tell men and women to repent and be baptized in water and get ready. Messiah is coming. He really is coming again. It's amazing to me, this story, because babies, I mean, when you, when you understand that Elizabeth, when she was waiting in her home and here comes Mary and Mary has just had an encounter with an angel and the angel and the Holy Spirit hovered over her and she became impregnated as a virgin and she comes and she goes to her cousin's house and opens the door and she says in so many words, hey, cousin, how are you? And when she says that, suddenly the Bible said that when she heard the voice of Mary, I want to I say it a little bit different. When the baby inside of her at six months heard the voice of Mary that was connected to the voice of Messiah. 
something in that little six-month-old baby that it had an intuition that was put in it when its DNA came together and in the egg and the sperm and something happened and was put in that child. And when he heard the, the, something connected to the voice of Messiah, the baby leaped at six months, started jumping in her. And it was a miracle of confirmation. Before he was born, he was doing what he was born to do. Before he was even out of the womb, he was getting excited because Jesus was in the house. And he felt like his assignment, that little bitty six-month-old, you know, I mean, a six-month-old is about 10 inches long. It's one pound and a half. On ultrasound, it looks like an alien. You know I'm telling the truth. It's not fully developed. Usually the face looks kind of like a, I don't know, an alien. And usually the mother-in-law says he looks just like his daddy. That, that's usually when she says that. And, and, and it has a cheese-like covering called a vernix or something you ladies would know. I think I said that right. It protects the skin. It's like cottage cheese, and it's like a little rubbery, and, and, uh, it's, and I need them to clean them off before they hand them to me in that condition. Say amen, somebody. But at six months, they start responding to noises. And when they're first born, they're wrinkled and they're cheesy and they're hairless. And this little person, John had no education. John knew nothing. He was a baby, but John the Baptist knew intuitively that there was something in him that said, I'm supposed to, when Messiah's coming, I'm supposed to tell the world. He didn't wait until he was five years old. He didn't wait until he was a teenager to let God use him. He didn't wait until he was 30 years old. I believe God really has a plan even for our children and our children and our young people and our teenagers and our college students. John said, at six months of age, before I'm out of my mother's womb, I'm being born to do something and I'm going to get with the program. If an unborn baby in the womb can catch the sound of Messiah is in the house and sense that Jesus is in the room and go to leaping. I want to say that something in us who have been born again, when we get to singing songs like this and praising God like we're praising something, I, I guess I want to say it like this. I still believe in Pentecostal worship. I still believe in the clapping of the hands. If a little six-month-old baby can start leaping in the presence of the Lord, how much more ought we to shout? Every once in a while, you ought to leap up off your feet and give God a praise. Every once in a while, you ought to throw a hand up. Every once in a while, even in the balcony, you ought to say, hallelujah, he's alive. Messiah is coming. Messiah is coming. That's my Savior. You're not too young to be involved with the work of God. Take a leap. Don't wait until you're 30. If you're 30, don't wait until you're 40. If you're 40, don't wait until you're 50. If you're 60 or 70, hurry up. You're running out of time, but get with it. Get with it. I love this story because the Bible said law came by Moses 
but grace by Jesus Christ. But isn't it interesting that when law showed up, Moses, the lawgiver, Pharaoh tried to kill all the male children two years of age and under. And when grace showed up on the earth and Jesus was born, Herod, generations later, put out a decree to kill all the male children two years of age. I'm saying to you that if Satan senses that you have a purpose and he knows that our babies have a purpose. And by the way, I got the greatest news. They left me a note up here and I read it in between services that our stork bus, you know, has been going out. And we told you when we did this bus and we send it out into the communities, we, you bought this bus and, and we put a, uh, a nurse on it, full-time nurse and a full-time driver. And they go every week to different communities. And we knew we weren't going to save, you know, a baby every day and every day, but we have had so far two babies that we know of for Come on, somebody that we know of that the mother walked in and got born again and walked out and said, I'm going to have my baby. To God be the glory for that. How much is that worth? What is that worth? My goodness. My goodness. And you don't know, one of those babies might change the world. One of those babies might win millions of souls or, or become some great doctor that cures all kinds of diseases. You don't know. Satan knows when God's hand is on our life and on a generation's life. That's why he's trying to destroy this generation. He wants to get them to a point like Job got where he said, I cursed the day I was born. There's a lot of young people who've been through the pandemic and they have been just so uh, off in, in their thinking, the mental health, everything. Young girls are struggling and young men are struggling to find their way. And I really believe it's because they are such a prophetic there are such prophetic purposes and plans of God hanging over their life. And the, there's a real war going on for an entire generation. That's why Job got so low. You know, Job is the first book of the Bible. He didn't know that the Bible was about to be start, started with his life when he was going through what he was going through. But he made these words. He said, I curse the day I was born. Why was I not stillborn? He asked. Why was I not carried from the womb to the grave? He got so depressed and so discouraged. The devil wants to kill young people with purpose. There's potential in our youth. There's potential in every person. There's potential in every, even if they're strung out and messed up, let's not give up on them. Let's believe that that baby can leap again in Jesus' name. You're not an accident. You were born to do something for God. You have a purpose. God's hand is upon your life. Don't deny it, but embrace it. And it's going to require you to take a leap. It's going to require you to say, yes, Lord. It's going to require you to follow Jesus in repentance and baptism in water. God intended for you to be mighty in purpose and in destiny. And I believe today that my assignment in this quick 15-minute sermon that I'm down to my last two minutes of, my purpose is to shake you and to stir you. The promise that God gave you is still alive. John the Baptist, now let me close with this. John the Baptist would go on to become so great that even Jesus himself said that the greatest minister 
ever born of woman was John the Baptist. That means out of all the preachers, he was the greatest. And that's from the lips of Jesus. His ministry would not begin with a great sermon. His ministry would not begin with multitudes of people leaving the city and coming to the wilderness to hear the wild man preach and then get baptized in water. Even though he would preach to presidents and kings, the Bible said King Herod would come down into prison and say, talk to me, talk to me, preach to me. Something about him reached the highest of the high and he reached multitudes and he reached uh, so many people that it's, it's almost unimaginable that I'm still preaching about him today. And it's the message of repentance. It's the message of water baptism in, in the name of the Lord. But where did all that greatness begin? It started with just taking a leap. God doesn't want you to start where John stopped. John stopped and he was doing great things. And the last word spoken over him by Jesus was there's not a greater preacher in the world. And we think we got to start out great, doing huge things, doing a magnificent work. And the truth is everything was connected to that moment when Jesus walked into the room and something inside of little John the Baptist at six months of age started leaping. He said, I'm going to take a leap. I know it sounds crazy. I know I've got a purpose and a destiny, and I don't know where it's going to lead me, but I'm going to take a leap. But it's all connected to that Jesus that's in this room. And I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel like telling you that if you'll just take a leap, I tell you, he can set you free. He can wash your past away. He can write a new name and a new future and a new beginning. And he can take you from nowhere to everywhere he wants to take you. And all it takes is just take a leap. Just take a leap. Repent. It all started with a leap. Mary walked into the room. John took a leap. Who's going to take a leap this morning? Who's going to take a leap? Who's going to take a leap? You know why these people are fixing to get baptized? It's because they took a leap. They were sitting in a service just like this, and they were unsure. And we heard some of the most beautiful. These are unrehearsed testimonies you're about to hear. I don't have a clue what any of them are going to say. That's a little scary but I know how to pull the mic back. Amen. And, 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 but here's what I've learned that when we take a leap, when the Lord told me to preach, I, I, I didn't know what, I didn't know if I would, could do it, but I took a leap and I said, I'm going to get up and try. And he told me to come preach at this church and be the pastor. I was terrified. I was terrified. I'd never pastored a church before. This is the only church I've ever pastored, but I took a leap. He told me to marry my wife. I took a leap. I was scared. I didn't know. I, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. This generation needs to learn how to take a leap. Fall in love with Jesus and find somebody else who's in love with Jesus and get married and have some babies and quit staying on the internet all day. Forget getting a real relationship. Take a leap. Ask somebody out for a date. Take a leap. Well, 
Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. For more messages and inspirational materials, download the Jensen Franklin app or head over to jensenfranklin.org. And a special thanks to those who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this and reach the world with the message of Jesus. If you'd like to partner with us, you can give by clicking the link in the description or on our website and app. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.